All right, welcome to the Krug Show, everybody. Bright and early on a Saturday morning. Turn up the band. It's Super Bowl 58. We're inside of 24 hours. Hope everybody's having a great Saturday. Welcome to the Pig and a Pickle Krug Show. Pig and a Pickle. (laughs) The best barbecue in all of Northern California. Check them out in Emeryville and Corte Madera. They're open seven days a week. From 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. or until they run out, and of course we've got our spring training trip, our spring training trip, our Las Vegas Super Bowl trip uh, sponsors as well. Sharp Corners Sports Cards and Collectibles. Check them out. They're located at 205 Cypress Avenue in Pacific Grove, in Monterey, California. Give Anthony Catania a call. Um, Anthony's done an incredible thing by being a sponsor of the Krug Show and. Um, you know, we appreciate his sponsorship a lot. Give him a call, 831-521-5264. Um, and their hours are Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturdays, 11 to 3.30. And then we're also brought to you by valleyhillroofing.net. Give them a call at 209-481-6851. Uh, they're a Go Green Roofing Contractor. Call them for a free consultation and uh, both websites are linked in the description to the show. All right. It is 24 hours and counting until the Super Bowl. Um, it's going to be kicking it off tomorrow, 6.30 on the East Coast, 3.30 on the West Coast, Allegiant Stadium here in Las Vegas, and the Chiefs and the Niners. The Niners and the Chiefs. Super Bowl 58. And a rematch of Super Bowl 54 after the 2019 season, which the Chiefs won 31-20. And coach, I'll just get right it right to it. I mean, this is Kansas City's fourth appearance in the Super Bowl in five years. The last time the Niners won the Super Bowl was January or February of 1995, after the 94 season. Niners entered the playoffs as the number one seed. Chiefs entered the playoffs this year as the number three seed. I think the Niners are getting payback. I'm going to say the Niners beat the Chiefs by the exact same score that the Chiefs beat the Niners four years ago. I'm going to say it's 31-20 Niners over Kansas City, a payback. And um, this is a huge game, Coach, because a win for the Chiefs would confirm them as, as the NFL's latest dynasty. Uh, the list of teams to win three Super Bowls in five years is not long. You're talking about the Steel Curtain 70 uh, Steelers of the 70s, the mid-90s Cowboys built by Jimmy Johnson, um, and then the Patriot, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick-led uh, Patriots pulled it off twice in two different decades. So that's it. A victory would put the Chiefs among the greatest five-year runs in the history of the league. The Niners, on the other hand, feel like they've got their own little dynasty going. They've been uh, knocking at the door for quite a while, and Mike and Kyle Shanahan uh, tries to lead his team to the Super Bowl for the first time ever and kind of you know, get rid of that, that moniker of the best head coach to not win a, win a Super Bowl. I'm going 31-20, and it might be a little bit of a wish um, because Kansas City does have Mahomes. They do have Reed. They do have a very good defense. But um, 
I feel like the Niners are going to fire at least one good effort in these playoffs, and we haven't seen it thus far. So um, I think it's coming. I think they're due. I think they're going to play a good game. I think they're going to get the win. Yeah, I'm counting on the Niners to get the win, and I think we're going to do it with our identity. Our identity first. The guys are going to have to take over the game. This isn't going to be – I understand that scheme-wise, scheme is basically going to put you in a position where your best players are going to be able to take advantage of where you put them. But at the end of the day, these guys are going to have to win. It's already widely been known that the best way for the Chiefs to play the 49ers is to play man across the board with their secondary. They'd be fools to go zone against us. We kill them. All day. And then as far as the blitz is concerned, we know that we're class personified with Brock Purdy being able to respond with the blitz. I'm ready to just cut to the chase, man. We've been doing a lot of talking and the game is in less. It's not even 24 hours yet, but in a couple of hours, in five to 10 hours, it'll be less than 24 hours, man. And really, the way to win this game is to control the line of scrimmage and run the ball on these guys, man. They have not proven that they can stop the run. They get let off the hook the same way we get let off the hook from the run defense, and that is they get get scored out of the run game, right? Offense is scored, get up two scores. You're playing a team where you know the, 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 the tempo of how the NFL is played today is completely changed as far as that the run game is concerned. And teams that can't stop the run get let off the hook. I believe that – for the worries that we have seen with our defense through the last two games that they've played in the playoffs, the Chiefs have those issues as well. The only thing about it is the Chiefs haven't faced the number one running back in the league yet. We're that team. All right. So we got to go in with what we do best and what they do worst, which is run the ball and they can't defend that run. That's the that's the way to take their corners out of the game. Then off of a strong run game. That's when we start breaking into the play action game, which is which where I will fit where I feel like we're going to get our explosives. That's the biggest thing that this offense talks about at nauseum throughout the entire season. They're always pleased with the efficiency. They're always pleased with the run game. But one thing that everybody talks about on this team is explosives, whether you have them or you don't have them, but they're very important. And I feel like the first team to get the most explosives in this game is going to win because we're going to have to control the line of scrimmage against this defense. Now, offensively, the Chiefs, I feel as though that it's going to be on our D-line. It really is. Their tackles hold. They're not that good in pass protection. Nick Bosa's got a win against Taylor. All right. Ch- uh, Chase Young has got a win against Smith on the outside. Donovan Smith. These guys, they go forward and they actually have the perfect back in Pacheco because they got somebody that's strong in between the tackles that really makes them right. Right. From a distance of you don't really have to be that physical when you have a back um, as dynamic as uh, Isaiah Pacheco. But the middle of our defensive line getting pressure with Javon Hargraves, Javon Ken Law and Eric Armstead is going to be paramount to this. And really, if you look at the defensive line almost as like a secondary, right? If you would say that your edges are your corners and your inside tackles are your safeties, then Nick Young, Nick, Nick Bosa and Chase Young are going to be on islands. They got to be by themselves in this game. They got to be able to hold the edge. They got to be able to win and they got to be able to contain Patrick Mahomes when he gets outside of the pocket because that's how he's dangerous. He's he's only ran for 400 yards this year, but Patrick Mahomes is that team's second leading rusher and it's by design. 
It's not by mistake. One of the biggest things that Patrick does not like to do, he doesn't like to get on the ground. He doesn't like a dirty game. He doesn't like being pushed around. He can get off his spot all day. He can get outside of the pocket and look down the field all day. That's his game. That's when he turns on. Right. Coach Wilkes touched on it when when Patrick Mahomes gets on the field, there's two plays involved. There's the play that's designed and then there's the play after where he improvises. That's kind of the magic of Patrick Mahomes. But I'm telling you, I feel as though that if we have the edges to keep him inside of that pocket and we hold the integrity up front. We can expose these dudes because over the season, I want to put it on a receiving core. These guys Watson, Valdez, Scantling, even Rice at some point, Rache Rice. These guys were not dependable. These guys were not consistent. They turned it on at the right time during the playoffs. And then for those are the people that are looking at the Niners and saying, oh, well, they beat Baltimore. Look what Baltimore did did with you guys. All right, well, if you want to play the regular season Olympics, well, they lost to Detroit and they lost to Green Bay, who we beat. So this is a team that can be beat. This is a team that if you play flawless football and stick to your identity, we will surely beat these guys because they are here with the weakest iteration of their team, of their regime. The Chiefs have not looked as weak as they look right now. It is our time. We are here for our sixth championship. There are no excuses. It is time, Larry. It's fucking time. It's time to go, dog. Let's go. (laughs) Coach is fired up. Coach is fired up. Let's talk about Mahomes. He's the best player in the league. He's elevated his game to a totally different level in these playoffs. Um, He's going to try to keep it going. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion. He's an MVP. He's got a proven track record of elevating in these type of games. Um, What do you think? I mean, um, you know, he's he's now gone five straight postseason games without an interception. And... Can he go six or can the Niners turn him over? What what do you how, how do you see Mahomes playing in this game? I see him trying to get comfortable as possible. That's one thing that I've seen all season. Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes, but you got to be able to scout what you see. And he has been complaining this year. If you get if you get him off schedule, if you rush him, or if you get him and rush his progression, if you get him off his spot, he does not like it. He becomes a different player. And I understand that improvisation is kind of the magic of what he does. But I'm here to see our defense make him be a traditional quarterback. We have to keep him in that pocket. And once he gets out of that pocket, we got to make him pay. I want to see Patrick Mahomes on the ground in this game. He needs to get hit in this game. He needs to feel it. That's one of the things about quarterbacks who are where teams who are made with quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes, where he's the tip of the spear and everything is everything is around him, right? If they get touched, everything else crumbles down. He's the head of the snake, man. You gotta go after Patrick Mahomes. With Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable, those balls coming out inaccurate are gonna be completely debilitating to those guys who really haven't been consistent this year. I don't believe in Valdez Scantling. I don't. I don't think that he's been consistent. I don't believe in Justin Watson. Rache Rice is young and the stage is really big for him, but how much can you expect from him? The real link. The three important players skill-wise on this offense to me is Travis Kelsey, Isaiah Pacheco, and Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes and Isaiah Pacheco, 
two of them, that's a hundred, that's damn near 90% of their entire rushing production throughout the season and in the playoffs. If we find a way to stay on top of these guys while rushing the ball, then we put it on the weakest leak of their offense, which is their tackles and their receiving core. All right. And you can't take eyes off Travis Kelsey because improvisation is what he does. He doesn't run routes. He runs, I don't know, concepts, dreams. They're not routes. You know what I'm saying? So that's something that you have to do in order to stop this team. It's like they they thrive on they thrive on the impromptu. They 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 thrive on calamity. That's how this offense gets going. Very few times are they buttoning things up and going after you and attacking. They try to be where you're not. Honestly speaking, they're kind of who we were before we got Brock Purdy before we started attacking on offense. In a way, I see the Chiefs where they understand who they are offensively and they kind of depend on you to beat yourself in order for them to be able to be savvy enough to know when to take advantage of those opportunities. That's what they did to the Ravens. They didn't do much with the Ravens. They scored 17 points, but they scored and they went downfield exactly when they needed to. They threw that pass to Valdez Scantling exactly when they needed to. We can't let these boys off the hook with getting a couple of good plays against us to ice off a game. We can't have a comfortable Patrick Mahomes. It's really, it's Patrick Mahomes on offense. You got to go after him and you can't let Isaiah Pacheco have a day. You can't. No, no, absolutely not. We'll, and we'll talk more about the keys to the game here. Um, there's 520 people in the room as we get things rolling here on a Saturday. Last week, we had close to 1,500 in the room. So everybody hit take a, take a second, hit like and subscribe and boost the stream so more, mm-hmm. people, uh, more people find me and the coach on this Saturday when I'm sure there's so many people streaming, talking 49er football. But hit that like and subscribe. Uh, if you hit the if you hit the like, it just helps the algorithm. More people find the show. If you hit the subscribe and click that notification bell, each time either one of us goes live, you'll get a uh, a little alert saying, "Hey, uh, check out the coach. Check out Krug. They're doing uh, live stuff on YouTube." Uh, David Lombardi has tweeted this: The 49ers basically don't have an injury report for the Super Bowl. George Kittle, Eric Armstead, Oren Burks, Ambry Thomas are all cleared. He says that is remarkable. So um, injuries will not be an excuse. The The Chiefs will not have Joe Tooney. And um, their starting left guard, Nick Allegretti, will go in his place. The Niners will be basically fully healthy in this game. Um, okay, let's go back to the Raven game for a minute. I was really discouraged watching Chiefs-Ravens. Why? Just because the Chiefs are have gone now to this kind of mode where they know they got a great defense and they know they got a great quarterback and they're just trying not to lose the game. Exactly. Um, and and they did lose the game early this year with tons of turnovers. He had 14 interceptions. Nobody besides Pacheco, Kelsey, and Rice has done a damn thing for them. Mm-hmm. So they're just they're really limited to those three weapons for the most part. They'll get their other guys going from time to time. Um, but they, against Baltimore, Coach, they just came out all first two drives, 100% short game. Like, not even three-step drop. Just, like, little quick hitch, little quick stop route, little quick turnaround, totally negated, clowny and Oway and the Ravens pass rush. And, and I just think that watching that and then – and then knowing that the Niners struggle to stop Pacheco and the run game, 
I just feel like Kansas City in this game, I feel like I know exactly what they're going to do. I feel like they're going to come out in the offense and they're just going to do the same thing. That that high percentage quick game where it's just everything's within a yard or two of the line of scrimmage. They don't turn it over and then they're going to they're going to run Pacheco and if the Niners can't stop the quick game and can't stop Pacheco, that's mm-hmm. all they're going to get. They're never going to drop back to pass and expose Mahomes to hits and try to, you know, let Bosa and Chase Young or any of the Niner defensive ends burn their questionable offensive tackles. I just think that's their game. They're going to go super high percentage, quick game, and then run Pacheco. And I think they're hoping that's enough to uh, to beat the Niners. If you're Wilkes, are you, are you going to be ready? I mean, how does Wilkes play his hand here? Is he ready for this? Does he challenge them at the line of scrimmage? I'll say this. It's going to piss me off to no end mm-hmm. if we get into this game and the Niners get hit by the short game and act like they had no idea it was coming because they just threw this at Baltimore last week. And it was like Mahomes just drifting off the snap, throwing it to Kelsey. Mahomes just, you know, one step drop. Pitch and catch. Yeah, I mean, just just get the ball out of his hands as fast as possible and then mix in some Pacheco runs. If the Niners defense just gets totally broken down by Kansas City's quick game and Pacheco, they're cooked. They got no shot. Because they're not if you can't stop the quick game and you can't stop Pacheco, you're not even gonna get a chance to to pass rush on third down against Mahomes and these tackles. Mm-hmm. You, it's almost like you want to get to that second level where you think you can have success, you, you know, Bosa and Young and your rush against their tackles. Okay, fine. But you're first going to have to get beyond Pacheco in the in the quick game. And I don't know that, you know, we'll see. Wilkes has been very passive in their adjustments. Um, you know, they adjust and they typically play better in the second half, but it takes them a while to adjust. And if they, if they don't, if they if they come out and the, the Niners come out in this game and they don't look like they're expecting that quick game, I'm going to be super pissed because they just did this to Baltimore last week. And if you should expect anything, you should expect that, that they're going quick game at Pacheco and daring you to stop it. Um, if they do anything else at the beginning of this game, I'd be I'd be almost shocked. Like if they go downtown to, you know, up top to any of these receivers or I, I I would be surprised to me. It seems like they're going to be very, very conservative. The chiefs coach have scored on eight games in a row. They've scored on their first possession. So they score on their first possession. Their defense is allowing 7.7 yard uh, points per game in the second half. And that's largely how they win. They get a lead. They put it in Mahomes' hands and they just say, hey, Mahomes, you convert on third down. And they run on fir- the first and second down plays are like really not ambitious. They're just trying to not, you know, stay ahead of the chains and get to like third and three. Yeah. I, I mean, from them offensively, um, I just don't see a dynamic posture and them trying to get the ball down the field. And that's what I was alluding to when I was highlighting how they just try to be where you're not. You know, they, they, they have, 
the best thing that they're that they that they work on, and you know, and credit to them, if you got a remarkably accurate and mobile quarterback who can improvise and they basically play point guard out there, um, then use it. And that's really what they've heavily been relying on on offense, right? Their run game for for lack of for better, it it is it's hard to stop when these guys get going downhill, but it's not dynamic. It's not nothing that you can write home about. It's just a strong, tough run game that you got. You got to be in all your gap. You have to have gap integrity and be sound in run fits and just handle your business in the run game. There's nothing dynamic. Well, it's going to be about- at the point. It's going to be in the A gaps against Hargrave and Armstead. Yeah. And then you know what? And to be honest, that's how their run game is built because Allegretti, Humphrey, and Smith. That's really the beauty of what their offense does on their offensive line. I mean, Creed Humphrey, in my opinion, is the best center in the NFL. Um, I, I really like this guy. And uh, as far as um, Trey Smith is concerned. He's a dog. I mean, that's somebody that it's going to be Eric Armstead and Trey Smith all day. All right. And Allegretti, for what it's worth, Joe Tooney is somebody that's really honestly, if you want to look at pound for pound, he is their best offensive lineman. So that's a plus for us and them losing that guy. But Allegretti is just he's more than serviceable. And then a lot of teams, he's a starter, quite honestly. Um, so. They they they're not really missing anything as far as the run game is concerned, and they're very strong interiorly, but on the interior, but that's where we have to win. I feel as though we gotta get in Patrick Mahomes' face and Nick Bosa and Chase Young and uh Randy Gregory, these guys are gonna have to have the game of their lives. The edges, it's it, we gotta be sound on the edges. That's that's really how our run game kind of gets away from us. These guys are not ha- they're not holding the edge, they're getting sucked in, they're getting cr- on the crack toss, they're getting cracked by receivers, they're not being dynamic on the edges, running out, filling, they're not getting down on the line of scrimmage, play action. Guys are getting guys are getting left out in space. I mean, really, it's the edges. That is where teams try to get us because they don't want to run at us, all right. And they definitely don't want us to chase. They don't want to get us in pursuit. We got the best linebacking core in the league. All right. So right now, the best way to get at the Niners, the shortest distance from point A to point B is forward. And that's what they're going to try to do. They're not going to try to outrun us. We got to be able to stay in the edges, bro. We can't let Patrick Mahomes break outside of that pocket and start creating with his legs. And that's the thing about Patty is that, it's not even like the dynamic runs, but it's the third and fives, the third and sixes, the second and eights where yeah, he'll leak runs. out. He just keeps yeah. the, he keeps his offense on the field. Yeah, he does. He does just enough to keep them on the field, just enough. And it's just like, nah, man, uh, we got to be able to get at this guy and make them uncomfortable. That's the number one thing for me with the Chiefs offensively. They can't get comfortable. The they're, I, they're it, to, to harken back to the really- Ravens game. They're way better from ahead than from behind. So if you can get a lead on them, I think that's going to help quite a bit. Um, the, unfortunately for the Niners, the Niners have led only 22.9% of the time in the first two po- uh, playoff games against um, Detroit and, of course, Green Bay. It's the second lowest percentage of time leading in the postseason entering the Super Bowl ever. Only the 94 Chargers uh, led less than they than this Niner team so far. Let's talk about Purdy because he's really interesting. He's been really good in the second half. He's got a 91 QBR in the second half of games in these playoffs. Uh, but in the first half, his QBR is 59. 
and the Niners are averaging 22 a game in the second half. They're scoring just seven points a game in the first half in these playoffs. I asked Purdy about this. I said, how do you get it rolling, um, you know, earlier? How do you start faster? And he said, you know, it's a mindset. You know, you bet you're back. You're, you're, we're, we're really best when our back's to the wall. And it's just a matter of feeling that back to the wall urgency and getting in that right mindset. But um, coach, what do you think? I mean, to me, it's, you know, they've, they've found a way to win, but if they fall into a 24 seven hole against Mahomes and the chiefs, this thing's a wrap. So um, yeah, Purdy needs to play better. The, all, the whole team does, but Purdy especially needs to play better in the first half uh, in Super Bowl 58. If the 49ers are going to win. Yeah. I mean, for me, uh, it, it's about comfortability. Uh, they can't go up on us. You know, this is a game where, you know, quite honestly, um, we are playing against the best quarterback in the league. All right. Um, best quarterback on planet Earth, really, if you just want to call it, call it spade a spade. Uh, and for all of the support and all of the confidence that I have in our team to go out and win tomorrow, we can't play the way we've been playing the last two weeks. That's a fact. All right. We can't come out slow. We can't come out tentative. We can't look at our defense and ask when is Wilkes going to make the second half adjustments. I mean, guys, we got to be we got to act like we've been there before. And I understand that we have we these boys got a little bit more experience than us on this stage. However, our last stage here, we saw them. Right. We, we birthed these guys stepped on us to get to where they needed to be. And what the only reason why I bring that up is that. We have the scars from coming into a game and necessarily not being ready to play right away. That Eagles game before Brock got hurt, all right, missed on missed on the missed on the uh, Kyle missed on the challenge for Devonte Smith on that catch. We were up, moving. We were down, moving the ball, and started throwing in the middle of the field. We were we were trying to get plus yardage to flip the field. Like we got to start understanding that. Teams are going to try to punch us in the mouth because they understand that we are impossible to beat when we get up. That's what teams feel about us. I understand that there's a way to look at it where it's like, well, the Niners can't the Niners can't win from behind. But the only reason why it's so hard for us to win from behind is because we're so used to putting up scores early. And we it's it's imperative that we start this game fast. We have to start this game fast. We can't let Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs get into their bag and then all of a sudden we get fil- we start getting dazed because we're getting clipped by the jab. We need to start throwing power punches as soon as we get in this game. Well, I, I think there's a number of things the Niners need to do. One of them, I think, is control the ball. I mean, we talk about it from time to time, and then Shanahan gets into this, well, we want offensive balance. Um, I don't know that you need offensive balance to win a football game. What you need is you need to control the clock. You yeah. know, I mean, you don't need you don't need Patrick balance Mahomes to win a, one football game. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mahomes, Mahomes is dangerous. I mean, let's be honest. And and you know, I don't know if they're going to go with that quick game. I don't know that you can pressure Mahomes, but um, but if you can pressure Mahomes, he was pressured on 240 dropbacks this year. He finished okay. seventh in the in the NFL with 1,133 yards, but seven of his interceptions came under pressure. And so did 27 of the sacks. Mm. So um, you can sack him and he'll make mistakes when he's under pressure. So uh, in the playoffs, he has not taken sacks or thrown P 
picks, um, but you better be able to disrupt them somehow, some way, because if you can't, it's going to be a, a really long day. I think a couple other things that stand out. I think when you look at the Chiefs secondary, they do miss a lot of tackles. Trent mm-hmm. McDuffie had missed 13 tackles this year, 14.1% tackle miss rate. That's pretty high. Nick Bolton, 12 missed tackles. Mike Edwards, 12. Justin Reed, 12. Legereus Sneed, 11. You know, if the Niners can get to that second level in the run game, if they can make those five guys, Sneed, Reed, Edwards, Bolton, and McDuffie, they can make those guys miss tackles. Um, you know, that that I think could be a huge advantage for the Niners. Also, run the ball. I mean, as we said, run the ball. Uh, Chiefs are 17th against the run. They're 30th in the NFL against two backs on early downs. So the Niners have the most of the second most rushing attempts out of 21 personnel, which is two backs, one tight end. On first down, the Niners come out in 21 personnel 42% of the time. And, you know, they, they finished with 194 runs for over 1,000 yards, 575 yak, and five touchdowns out of 21 personnel. So if you look at the Chiefs conversely, the Chiefs allowed the second most yards in the NFL with 362, 61 rushes, 223 yards after contact, 18 first downs. So running the ball on Kansas City's defense, Niners have a major, major advantage. Yeah, uh, I will say this. Justin Reed actually highlighted that in his uh, in one of his press conferences. Uh, they asked him, you know, how do you feel about this game and what have you seen leading up? And he said, well, the number one key to the game as far as their game plan is concerned is tackling. They have to tackle. Everybody has to get somebody on the ground by themselves. He said one of the biggest things that they noticed in the playoffs uh, with the Niners is that there's a lot of missed tackles that could have been t- TFLs had they gone on the ground right away. There's a lot of guys that break <clears throat> that break contain and actually get to Debo. They get to CMC um, behind the line of scrimmage, but they just can't get them on the ground. And these are some of the things that I've seen all season. He's he's not lying right there. Uh, you know, our offensive line isn't the best. You understand that, uh, that they're great as a unit, but individually they have issues pound for pound, hat on a hat. And that's what happens when we start going on outside zones and we start running stretch zones uh, and wide zone, quite frankly. Uh, when we get into and when we get into those run fits, you know, you, you got to count on John Feliciano not to open up the back door. You know, to keep his inside hand strong and not give up leverage. You got to count on Jake Brindle keeping his inside hand on leverage going to the left, keeping his inside hand on leverage going to the right. Because if he opens up that barn gate, all right, and gives up contain, these are the guys that come in for TFLs. Now, I'll tell you right now, we haven't really been bid on it as much because we've got guys that are class personified in tackles, uh, at yards after contact, getting downfield. And quite frankly, Christian McCaffrey just makes guys right. He does. He knows how to set up blocks. He sees things become, he sees things before they're happening and he does his best to set guys up almost to guide them into the blocks that he needs them to make as he's moving down the field. And that's cool. But what happens when you get DBs and linebackers, we're going to shoot those gaps and are going to get guys on the ground right away. That's what the game plan is against us. The chiefs want to tackle. They want to get us on the ground. They're betting on us not being. This is one thing that you hear about the Niners, and it's a humble, it's it's a backhanded compliment if you really think about it. 
they're so good at yards after the catch, right? Oh, if you just, oh, that's what they do. You know, they're yak. They're all yak. As if to say, you know, what you do isn't complex. You know, where you get the ball isn't necessarily dangerous. It's what you do after that kind of gets you in a position where you guys are so preoccupied with just trying to get out in space and trying to put physical elements of the field farther away from the line of scrimmage. That's what a screen is. A screen with Debo Samuel, a, a bubble screen with Debo Samuel on outside of the numbers is the is akin to inside zone. You just moved it to the sideline, right? You still run it with a guy just as strong. You got a blocker up front. The only thing about it is, is that there's nobody as dynamic or as big or as strong as the linemen and linebackers. There's corners and safeties out there. And that's how we win. It's really going to be their skill guys versus our skill guys on the edges because that's what we that's what we predicate our success off of getting on the edges with Trent Williams. We see Trent Williams, you know, when he first got here, Trent was going to come down inside and lock down on your biggest and baddest or your biggest and baddest shade or three tech, right? But Trent right now, you see Trent, what's the best thing that we do with Trent? We get him outside, he's beating up on DBs. He's knocking down linebackers. He's knocking down safeties and corners. That's where we generate a lot of our physicality on the edges. And tackles in the backfield where guys can shoot gaps, guys losing contain, you know, Kyle check. Missing on blocks, those things can't happen. Those are going to be a lot of the pesky things that are going to keep us from getting an inertia and keeping us getting a momentum when we first start this game. Because in order to start fast, you got to find your groove fast. You got to have identity fast. You got to know where you're going and you can't blink. You got to go. And those things kind of stuff us in the ground if we're trying to run outside zone and we can't even get to the line of scrimmage because guys are getting blown up by because linebackers are shooting gaps. So we're going to have to have some real gap integrity up front. We're going to have to make sure that we that we make sure our guys get to the line of scrimmage and be able to turn on and do what they do once they get in space. In the run game, it's never blocked 100% anyway. Our job as offensive linemen, we leave you one. We leave you one. You got to beat one, okay? Everything else we got, but at the end of the day, when it's time for you to go to the sunshine state, you got to get one. You got to pay the toll. So for me... I feel as though that Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuels, Jawan Jennings, I feel like we're going to see some Jawan Jennings carries. Those things are going to be imperative for those guys because they can't get tackled by one defender. They can't. I, f- I want to get these guys sweating. They, I, I want to get these guys in a dog fight. I want to have a dog fight with these guys because I don't think that they scrap as scrappy as us. I want to have a dog fight with these boys. That was a beautiful breakdown, by the way. Outstanding breakdown. Um, we do have a studio audience today, and we, we, we appreciate them. Loving that. That was a fantastic point. Um, all right. Are you ready for a little Uh-oh. super chat time? Let's get some super chats. Let's get some super chats. I'm going sound bites. He's going, I'm going sound, sound bites. bites. I'm here at the Mandalay and I'm going sound bites. Really? All right. I'm sitting in the middle of a room with a huge TV and a bunch of people just walking around. Um, great hotel, though. Mandalay, beautiful. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my favorites. All right. Here we go. Matthew Sanders. Let me get a pull of water here. H2O Agua. It's dry out here in the desert. Very dry. Yeah. 
very dry. But the game's indoors, and we're mm-hmm. and hopefully the Niners win. All right, um, Matthew Sanders, gotta go Rorschach mentality. Uh, y'all don't get it. I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. Uh huh. Make him prove it. Yeah. CMC for MVP. Mm-hmm. I, I'm getting chills. I'm getting what's chills. the uh, What's the movie? Uh, uh, a Bronx Tale. Now you <laughs> can't leave. Remember, remember the bar scene in a Bronx Tale where he's got the bikers that come into the town and they okay. come, they start disrespecting the neighborhood bar. And uh, Sonny walks in and he talks to the bikers. He goes, hey, man, you know, uh, this is a respectable place. Uh, you know, we just want you guys to. Uh, he goes, uh, no, nah, you know, man, we're just here to get a drink and we're just going to leave. A bunch of bikers, maybe like 15 bikers. They got all their bikes out front. So these boys, they do some type of ritual chant and then they pour beers all over the bartender and they start laughing. Ah, what are we going to do? Sonny looks at him, fixes his pinky ring. Walks over to the door nonchalantly, locks the door and says, now you can't leave. And did a whole bunch of dudes <laughs> off the back. And they take they, they take some bats to them and they wear their bikes out. That's what I'm talking about. Anybody knows that Bronx sales, that Bronx sales scene. It's a good scene. Matthew Sanders back for round two. He says, Coach, rain in hell of fire. Run the damn ball. Run the ball, man. Run the hey, ball. Man, you got Christian McCaffrey. In a lot of ways, Christian McCaffrey reminds me a lot of Terrell Davis in 1998. You're here in the moment. You're you're the best back in the league. You know, maybe the game plan isn't this big, diverse, everything, you know, you use everybody. How about just a gigantic McCaffrey fest? How about just, yeah. how about just the Christian show? He's pretty damn dependable. He's one of your best players. You have an MVP of the league. He didn't win the MVP, but we all know he's played like the MVP. How about just feeding him the ball for four quarters? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I it's time. It, it really is time. I mean, we've got him this far, you know, and it's like, you know, we've paced him along. But once you get to the preakness, right, it's time to, it's time to blow it all out. It's nothing left, right? We've been past the Belmont. Right, the black eyed Susans is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's time, man. It's time to let him go. Open up, open up the gate and let the stable out. Let him run, man. Open him up. All right, put a froth on him. It's time to let our thoroughbred go run. And they want to run, he wants to work, right? I mean, you could feel it. I'm telling you, and that's one of the things that this is one thing that's that that I, I want Kyle to do. I want him to feel the room. Read the room, okay, Larry. When, when you, you and read I, the room, you're talking about in-game decision making, or yes, yes, okay. I'm talking about Larry. I want to see him. How do, about this? I want to see him amend the mistake he made in the last Super Bowl. In the last Super Bowl, Debo was the MVP at the half, and he got mm-hmm. two goddamn touches in the second half of the game. Mm-hmm. That was the problem. Now I asked Shanahan about it after the game. Um, on the radio, and he's like, "Yeah, it's not quite the way it works." And you know, we got a bunch of different weapons. No, fuck the way about, it works. It's about the, it works it's about, now. It's about this, it's about that. And I'm like, hmm, it's interesting. When you played the Rams, they found a way to get Cooper Cup the damn ball in the fourth quarter, and they won. You know, when you played some, when you played the the, the Chiefs last time, hmm, they found a way to get Tyreek Hill the ball in the fourth quarter, and they won. 
get Debo involved more. And especially if he looks good. If he has a big first half, feed him in the second half. You know, I want to see a lot. I, I want to, if, if I'm going to go down in this game to the Chiefs, I'm going down with a ton of Ayuk, a ton of Debo, and a ton of Christian. Everything you got, everything you got. Um, those guys have been special all year. If you say, give me an ge- offensive game plan, I love McCaffrey, but to me, it would just be a, an absolute uh, onslaught of Purdy to those three guys all day against Kansas City. And to me, that's that's how they win. They they're not gonna they're not you're not keeping Mahomes down too much. I mean, I got 31-20, but um if you told me it was 31-24, I could see that too. Um I, I mean the way I see it is I, you know to harken back on my my point, man, is I want Kyle to read the room. And, and the best the best analogy that I can give is Larry. How many times do you and I actually follow all of the topics that we do on the show? Almost every never. single time. There's never a time that we don't. No, no. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know, almost never, almost never. Right, we right. never, we, and the reason why we go we off ne- script, we go off script. And one of the reasons why We're we never actually get the topics out is because we read the room. We go off the energy. We understand if you have a good point, I don't step on that point. We expound on it and we go where the conversation takes us. And then at the end of the show, we're saying to ourselves, man, that was a great show. When somebody brings up a comment in the in the comment section and it's powerful and it gets a lot of reaction and it's the energy right now, we don't step on that. We don't under, We don't overstep it. We stay with it and we go where it takes us if christian mccaffrey is having a good day early i don't give a fuck if his legs fall off you (laughs) run the goddamn ball until they can prove that they can't stop that shit i don't care what it looks like i don't care who's getting phased out i don't care what plans have to get left on the cutting room floor because you don't get to call them in the super bowl anymore you go with what fucking works. Read the room, dog. This is about Jimmy's and Joe's, don't not X's and O's. Happy. Don't get overly cute. Don't try to Shanahan, you know, it's it's, it's kind of reminds me of like Shanahan and Reed is like I would compare the Warriors to like a team like the Spurs. The Spur, you know, back in there when they were both good. The Warriors want to entertain you, right? They want to have flashy plays and it's like threes and you go, wow, look at the Warriors. Well, Shanahan's like that too. He's he wants that flashy this and that. Where it's like the bottom line is just take care of the ball. Just take do it, man. Who cares what it looks like? Who cares well, who care gets the, the credit? I mean, like Kansas City, what what I respect the hell out of Kansas City this year is that Reed's a great offensive mind, but he has streamlined everything they do. He's just basically saying, I'm going to do the few things that I know are unstoppable. And then when I get a lead, then I'll get a little bit fancier and I'll take some more chances. Other than that, they're super conservative. So Niners better get up on the line of scrimmage on first and second down, right out of the shoot in the first quarter, and be ready to fight these guys in a five-yard box. Because if you don't win the short game and against Pacheco, you're not going to get a chance to pass rush 
and Mahomes is just going to beat you methodically, you know, and it's going to be, I mean, he completed 11 in a row against the Ravens. Now the one difference is that the Ravens stupidly, even though they had the number one rushing attack in football, decided to not run. They let him off the hook. And they let him off the hook. They were running effectively, but they lost. The Ravens should have beat the Chiefs, man. They should have beat the Chiefs. I'm yeah, sorry, they bro. Impatient. They got him. Yeah. Todd they started Monken panicking. Game plan. Yeah. Todd Munkin, he 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 shit the bed. I I I like listen, my mentor got coached under Todd Munkin. All right. So I love Coach Munkin, but he shit the bed, man. Like he's he got way too enthralled with the scheme instead of reading the fact that you've got Lamar Jackson and a team that cannot stop the run. He stopped running the ball when they only ran the ball six times. Is there anything the- uglier than shit the bed, though? I mean, can we go with something else? I mean, okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, that, it's, the imagery is just it's really. I'm awful. sorry. He screwed the pooch. Okay, okay, screwed the pooch. There we go. It's a little, it's a little cleaner. I mean, you know, shit the bed and, and the imagery of it. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, listen. Talk more about shitting the shitting beds, and I had coaches used to say that right there. They're like, hey, hey, story they want to share with us in the. They'd be like, hey, Ike, hey, Ike. Yeah, right there. Yeah, you shit the bed. <laughs> Kev's, so. Kev's here, by the way. I'll, Kev! I'll, Kev's in the house. What up, boy? That. <laughs> Kev's in the house. He's got the the pompadour. He's been confused for Mahomes once this week. Twice. Really. Twice. Twice people thought he was Mahomes. I'm not Mahomes' brother. See, he's got the Mahomes haircut. Kev, look at the, show him the Mahomes haircut. He's got the curls. Show those luscious locks. Get over here, Kev. Turn, turn look sideways. at you. Look at that boy band look. You yeah, handsome yeah. devil. He's got the. <laughs> you know, he's got the. Uh, he's got. He's. He's got. I'll tell you another annoying thing going around Vegas. They've got so many big, you know, images and TV screens outside. There's so much Mahomes going on in this town. It's just really. Nice. Oh, it's sick. Sick. I haven't seen Purdy at all. It's just all Mahomes and these and these, you know, slick commercials and all this video of Mahomes left and right. I'm tired of Mahomes. Uh oh, here we go. Get, get beat. Get see Mahomes go down. They don't know they got they don't know they got Purdy's number one man in here. They don't know they got Purdy's right hand man in Vegas. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they don't realize that the crowd's in town and we're here for the W. Uh-huh. Um, so hey, we got Lyle Bolyard. He says, Who do you guys think the 49ers match up better against on both sides of the ball? Chiefs or Ravens? Well, it doesn't really matter now because they're getting yeah. Chiefs. But um, as far as who do we think they match up with? I you know, Ravens, I love Kyle Hamilton. I think he's one of the greatest players in the league today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love Roquan. I love Patrick Queen. Great respect for the Ravens in the interior. The Raven, the Chiefs are more of a master because of Mahomes. I mean, they're going to be a tough stop on defense. Where mm-hmm. I think you know the Ravens, as I, as we saw, I mean, if you force them to pass, they're kind of an ordinary passing team with one receiver that's really good, and that's the flat kid Flowers, and and he's you know a rookie and he makes mistakes, and you know they just they just turned it over. I mean, they played okay in. Uh, in that game, they just turned it over, and the game plan was terrible. They should have ran it way, way mm-hmm. more. But um, agreed. But I, I, I personally don't mind playing the Chiefs because I think that 
if the Niners can stop the short game, the quick game, and Pacheco and get Mahomes passing, I think Mahomes, you know, I think Bosa and Chase Young after being called out, and that's another thing I want to get your thoughts on, Coach. I mean, it's it's not it's not often that you see a player, the talented, the talent of Chase Young, uh, get called out, be thoroughly embarrassed, have horrible film in the conference title game of his new team. In yeah, a free, in a free agency, in a free agent year. year, it's it's confusing. This guy, this guy gets absolutely exposed for just flat out lollygagging on the backside, just not going hard at all. That yeah. expects somebody else to make the tackle in like the biggest one of the biggest games of the year, and one of the biggest moments of the biggest games of the year. Wilkes said he was embarrassed. Lynch said he almost would guarantee it wouldn't happen again. When Warner addressed the team last week before practice, he usually does it for a minute. For, Coach, he was talking to these guys for six, seven minutes. They're, they know that ever, the world saw them dogging it. And it wasn't just Chase Young. I mean, Givens, I thought, was in there. Um, and, and others that just weren't moving all that well. But... Um, but, you know, Shanahan said, you know, there's two or three plays on the backside that the guys just weren't going. And it's like, dude, I mean, that's I bullshit. Need, that's, need, it wasn't two I or three plays. Everybody to be going. I mean, yeah. there's no chance you're beating Mahomes if everybody's not going. And to me, what makes this Super Bowl really interesting, and it's like one of the things that we'll all be looking for, at least on, 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 in, you know, in my world, is how does Chase Young respond? I mean, you know it. You anybody, it doesn't matter if it's a classroom setting or if it's a sports setting, you get called out, you look bad. Um, there's two ways to react you either crater and disappear, or you rise up and meet the challenge. And I'm eager to see what Chase Young's gonna do, man, because you know better than anybody watching him with the commanders out there. This guy's got big talent, but they talked about character, and I, I thought maybe they were worried about his off field character. But it's his off-field character is fine. It's his on-field character that's kind of questionable, where he doesn't go hard all the time, and that's not the Niners' culture. And it was shocking to see. What are we gonna What are we gonna get out of Chase Young in this game? I don't know, Larry. Uh, to be real with you, uh, for those of you that are uh, you know here on Bang Bang my channel, or you know some of your guys, we got some cross some cross up subscribers. Uh, I. I uh, I did a video as soon as we got Chase Young uh, and I hadn't watched him in a long time. I had my thoughts about him when we when the uh, commanders first got him. Uh, and. Uh, look, man, I saw it on film before he got here and I saw why he got traded. He's got effort issues. Right. Um, I, far be it for me to call a man lazy, but you he he got the way you and I work. He doesn't work the way we work. <laughs> I'll like, <laughs> I'll say this, uh, and it wasn't uh, the the NFC Championship game was kind of the uh, the straw that broke the camel's back. It's been happening for weeks. Right. Uh, uh, he was actually doing it before he got here with the Commanders. Uh, we did film and we walked through it just to kind of show like what the what we were getting from the Commanders in Chase Young. And immediately, I think we watched one of his best games against Atlanta. And for those of you go back in my channel, go looking for the Chase Young video. We watched it, and the first thing that I've noticed was his effort. I was like, God, man, he, he's not trying hard. He's walking on the field. He's barely finishing reps. I mean, 
truthfully, what you've getting out, what, what you've gotten out is, of him. Coach? You think it's conditioning, or is it is it just is he not feeling confident in that rehabilitated knee? Is he trying to preserve his health going into his free agency? What what do you think's the mindset going on here? Because he made some big time plays in the second half against Detroit, and all I'm thinking is. If you get Bosa and and a motivated Chase Young on Donovan Smith and Jamal Taylor, I'll take my chances, man. I like those are flashes, game. though. I think that's I'm sorry. advantage 49ers, though. I think they can really bother Mahomes, but they, you got to stop the quick game. You got to stop Pacheco, and then you got to rush the passer. But I, I like, I think Chase Young's going to be flying in this game. All right. Well, I, you don't. You don't. No, I don't. Um, and for me, uh, you know, it's like if you give Kev a brand new car, and Uh-oh. you know, you sight unseen, where you're getting a brand new car. Yeah, you give Kev. You give Kev. <laughs> you give Kev a brand new car. Exactly what he wants. All right, and you give it to him. And you say, "Son, I'm gonna pay the note." All right. All you got to do is keep gas in it, and in the first two weeks. Kev seems to be bringing the car back clean and he keeps gas in the car. Then the first couple of weeks, you see, is some some fast food on the floor. Like, all right, man, hey, Kev, get in there, clean up the car, man. Got it looking like a pigsty. Then a couple of weeks, you notice a scratch on the door. You say, all right, Kev, it's kind of getting a little wild right now. Hey, man, you're not taking care of the car. Then the fourth week, you see a goddamn dent in the door. All right. And now He's gotten a car that he hasn't paid for. He's shown you gradually that he's going to keep getting worse and worse with how he's treating the car. And then when you tell him, hey, I need you to just go simply pick up your mother with the car, man. You got to go pick up your mom. You got to pick her up from the doctor's appointment. And he can't. He's going to the doctor's appointment and totals the fucking car, bro. Are you going to get him a new car? Do you think Kevin's going to be able to drive a brand new car again? Are you going to go? Are you going to say, Kev, you know what? Shit happens. Let's go on down to the dealership and let me just roll another one out for you. Are you going to tell him he better get his best bus pass working because his ass is going to be driving a BMW from now on bike, metro or walking from here on out? Look. Chase Young showed who he was in the NFC Championship game. He got here on one of the best teams in his professional career. He's never played on a team like this. He's never been in the playoffs. He's never played on a defense like this. He's never played on primetime games as big as this. He's been given everything on top of the fact of him being in a contract year. If you were ever going to highlight and showcase what you can do to the world, not just the team that you're with, it would be now. And he's been doing it week after week. And then the biggest one that we saw, the most egregious display of lack of effort was in the NFC championship game. I'm not expecting him to go to the Super Bowl and then turn into Lawrence Taylor. No, it got to be was here this week, by the way. I walked right yeah. by him in the casino. Talk mm-hmm. about a guy who is sheepish. Think, well, I just wouldn't want to mess with that guy. L- LT is LT. Hey, bro. He's, you know, he always has been and is to this day. He's a badass, man. He's a badass. He was a badass at North Carolina. He was a badass with the New York Giants. He's he, he's just a badass, man. I mean, I loved LT. I mean, LT, I mean, think about this. Ronnie Lott was a rookie 
and it was just mm -hmm. a revelation. And nobody really talked that much about it because you had LT doing it in New York the same year. Uh, an amazing season that, whatever, 86, I believe, 86. Um, it, no, no, what do you think? 81, 81, 86, 81, 1981, LT, rookie, Ronnie, rookie. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, they met in the playoffs. I just, John Frank pinned. I think Chase is going to try to turn it on because he knows everybody's watching. But, you know, Larry, you coached, you, you, you scouted. Like you've been around the game, Larry. You know effort issues aren't anything that you. There's no. There's no drill for effort. No, but there's that's no what I'm saying, coach. You either wither and crater and go away, and somebody takes your job, or you respond. Now this guy, his we, you know, and I know Chase Young has a lot of talent. He's a big guy with a lot of speed and a lot of toughness, hand strength. He's he's a very good football player when he's rolling, but he's not always rolling. I mean, that's really it. And if he to me, I think he after after what happened in the NFC Championship game and the way it was scrutinized, I think he's going to come out on fire. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, um, we'll see it. But uh, I'm hoping that's another. I, I want to see all four quarters, man. Like that, no, you, you know that 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 run. Uh, who who made that? Who was who was running that ball? Jamison Williams? Not Jamison Williams, but uh, Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, that was in the first half. It's not even like we caught him in the fourth quarter, steeped in steeped in sweat and blood and mud, and we just caught him on a bad play. You know, no, we caught him. That he was supposed to be fresh. That was the beginning well, of the game. And don't, I mean, you know, there are people that have pushed back a little bit and said, well, hey, you know, you're just isolating one play. Anybody, you could find anything. No, it's not happen. one play. No, but I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter even if it is one play. It's indicative of a mindset that you can't have, which is yeah. you can just lean on other guys. You, you know, the Niners D is pretty good, but guess what, Chase? You guys aren't, ain't going that good. This isn't the 85 Bears where you could just say, ah, you know what? Some other, but somebody else is going to do it. You may have to do it. And setting the edge this year in the run game has not been one of their strengths. Part of the reason they went and got him, and he needs to do it in this game. And he needs to be a force. So we'll see what it looks like. John Williams says, Krug, the vibe here in Vegas is great. Fans on both sides. We were at both playoff games, had to come to Vegas to represent bang bang what are you guys up to tonight um i'm headed back kevin and i have been here all week <laughs> giants <laughs> giants said chase young the super bowl mvp <laughs> what's that giants nighter fan i was laughing at his uh, his chat <laughs> matthew sanders says god damn coach you got me facing up my. You got me face up my running shoes. Lacing up my running Lacing shoes. Up my running shoes. Yeah, that. hey man, I've been known, man. Like we get in that locker room, boy, and if I feel it, I feel like we got a fight coming. If I feel like we got a fight coming, then I'm gonna let my boys know we got a fight coming. There you go. Simply said, bucket of chicken says, "I do not want to see the 49ers in the wide nine. When Kansas City comes out in a two tight end set, the Chiefs will gash him. Yeah, what do you expect? The Chiefs went three tight ends with Gray, 
um, and Kelsey and the, the, the belldozer, Blake Bell, the former Niner, uh, all on the field at the same time. And they ran the hell out of the ball against Green against uh, Buffalo. You think mm-hmm. you'll see the, we'll see the Niners will see more of the the uh, 12 and 13 and, you know, let's just run it. You know, um, it's a strong run. Look, God knows that if you pass out of that, you're catching the team by surprise. You think they'll go three tight ends in this game? Yeah, they're going to go 12 and 13 against us. Uh, right now, if you're the Chiefs, you know, and you're looking at the 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 49ers on defense, you do want to challenge the defensive line. It's just the truth, right? We just got finished talking about effort issues with uh, Chase Young and, you know, effort issues with Ambry Thomas, effort issues with Chris Givens, effort issues with uh, – with, um, to Sean Gibson. I mean, this, these things, it's kind of systemic, you know, very few guys. I mean, maybe Dre, uh, Diamador Lenore, uh, you know, uh, Traverius Ward at times has been, um, you know, bodied physically where he could have done more in my opinion, um, where I've seen him do more, to be honest with you. I'm not asking anything of these guys that they haven't shown that they can do. Uh, so in the run game, we are going to have to be stout. They're going to try to run the ball on us and they're going to have to try. They're going to have to run the ball off tackle and run through the edges. And we've got to be able to hold these edges down, show that we cannot get pin and pulled. We are not going to get killed on crack toss. All right. If you got a receiver, if Valdez Scantlin thinks that he could block Nick Bosa. I mean, this is one thing that I I don't even know if you can do this against the rules. But what when I played. Bro, if there was an edge that was about to get cracked, you had all the right to literally turn your shoulders t- to the line of scrimmage parallel and run right at him. Like, you want to crack me? I'm coming to crack you. And let's see how many receivers want to come down. And because the only reason why they like that crack play is because you're getting a defender who's not looking at you, who is moving in the direction where they don't see you. But, dog, all it takes is one time you read the crack and it's like, you know what? You can have the edge right now. We're just going to see how much you want to be out here. Let's see how much you want to hold this edge. So that's the type of game playing game gamesmanship that I want to see tomorrow. I want to see these guys out physical, these boys. I want to see Jawan Jennings throwing McDuffie into coolers. I want to see Sneed. I want to see these guys complaining to each other about why aren't you getting this done? I want to out physical them. You got to play. You know, when you play offensive line and you whoop a dude's ass so bad that it can't be a hold. It's like it can't be a hold. It can't be, oh, you just got your ass whooped. That's all that is. And that's what I want. I want to play so hard that we are outplaying the rules of the game. You can't call a hold when you get your ass whooped. You can't call bad motion when we're just running the ball down their throats. I want to I want to show and prove, bro. Like, this is a team that has a better quarterback. They have, quote, unquote, the better coaching, but they ain't got the better team. We got to beat these dudes down. We got to take the fight to them. Well, the old coach said, it's the way you play, the day you play. So there you go. It's all about what they do on Sunday. Matthew Sanders says Casey's history shows they can do it all. Don't assume. Bazzi Mian uh, says, you review what the Chiefs were doing to us last year in the 2022 game where they dropped 44. Will they do that game plan again um, from them and how to stop? Well, first of all, that was Garoppolo. Um, 
So, and, and the 49ers played a soft zone. There was just way too much space in that game. Five the starters out on defense, too. What's that? Five starters out on defense, too. Right. That and game, you know, that game was after the Mooney, uh, the two weeks. had a bad groin. That was the bad yeah. groin Mooney game. He didn't play. No, and he played, but he played. Remember, he played with the bad groin. Yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he bare, was yes. Toasted. They were playing him in zone a lot. Yeah, so. and uh, that was off of the uh, that was off of the the two game road trip back east. We had played uh, Carolina and Atlanta, and then we had to we had to buy. Then we, that was Christian McCaffrey's first game with us. Niners got the early interception in that game, and things looked good. Um, mm-hmm. In the quarterback deal from was it Netflix this summer? There was that famous part where basically Mahomes said, "Hey, you know they brought their safeties up, tried to be aggressive. We're going to go over the top, and then they did." So I mean, the Niners have their hands full here. I mean, Mahomes is is incredibly confident against them. Um, he's three and zero. They did a, the best job they ever did rushing him. In Super Bowl Fifty Four, hopefully they can replicate at least that in this game uh, tomorrow because that's mm-hmm. what it's going to take. I mean, it's going to—you're going to have to make him uncomfortable somehow, some way. Um, we got this one from Lyle Bolliard. He says, 49ers have three awesome running backs. Kyle needs to keep pounding the ball and keep switching those backs out for fresh legs until you wear the Kansas City defense down." Then open up these big pass plays. I like that. Hey, that's that's what if there was ever a time to highlight the backfield. Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason, and Christian McCaffrey. I'm telling you, if these boys can't prove to us that they can stop our run game, we I want them all to have carries. I, I'm like, dude, we should run just out physical them. Like that. It, it, it don't get cute. The game, all of the X's and O's go out the window when I could just whoop your ass. Like if if I'm better than you, like it doesn't well matter. Huh? Yeah, like <laughs> like all of the cute stuff, like all of the X's and O's, all of the scheming, all of the game planning, all of that completely goes out of the window when it's like, oh, 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 so I can physically dominate you. That's what I want to see. I don't think that these guys can handle the run game. And when Christian McCaffrey goes down, put in Elijah Mitchell. It's time. He runs big. He plays big. He's been he's been paced through the entire season. He's fresh. He's Give fresh. McCaffrey 20 plus carries in this game. Now the Chiefs defensive line's done a good job against opposing running backs in the postseason. Uh, but they were bad during the regular season. I mean, they were an NFL worst. Uh, 27% run stop win rate in the yeah. regular season. So, and then both of uh, Shanahan's, you know, Super Bowl appearances, he has people have been critical of him for abandoning the run uh, with his play calling. But in this game, I want to see a ton of run, a ton of McCaffrey. I would love to, you know, I would love to see them dust off Jordan Mason. Because I think Mason's such a big bull and power, such a change of pace. He's, he's such, such a change, a change of, of pace. pace. He's such a he's such a physical force that even if he just had two or three big runs, yes, that guy could be he he could be a dynamic player. Um, I'd love to see them utilize him some way. I mean, he just he's so big and so talented, so fresh. You know, he's I mean, he's got so much energy. If you look at the way he was running at the end of the year, my God, I mean, 
he barely gotten any carries this year. It's it's amazing how fresh he is. Um, so yeah, you know, I would definitely yeah. try to lean on him. I feel you, Muff D. Muff D put it out. Muff D said Mason's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Kyle no, is. Yeah, Will Kyle and C stuck to. We know our coach, man. We know our coach. It's wishful thinking. I know. It's wishful thinking. A, this would be a great spot. This two, would. Two, uh, Will Ensley, dollar ninety nine. Thank you. Too much sense. Did did any 49ers actually turn up this week? Uh, yeah, I believe. Uh, yeah, they did. Um, did early in the week. <laughs> we got. We trying to get you to turn down, Larry. Exactly. Larry, you look, Larry, you look like you look like you were just you're trying to survive spring break right now. Like, <laughs> can't do this, man. <laughs> can't drink all these drinks. Can't go Larry's to all these down parties. Out. <laughs> can't do this back to back. All right. The stride abides his key to victory. Purdy pump fakes to avoid batted balls. Quarterback runs early. Uh, de- defensive passing downs. Eight in coverage versus midfield quarterback spy rundowns, bare front, five man front, offensive run 23 and 19. McCaffrey and Debo, 30 plus carries. Wilkes adjust earlier. Thoughts? Damn. Well, the pump fakes, I think the pump fakes is uh, that's one of the that's an action packed, uh, you know, chat right there, man. That's that's an outstanding chat by Strider Bides. Yeah, uh, the Purdy pump face is something that actually um, it's a great point from Strata Bides. Um, Tom, Tom Jensen of, of uh, uh, I forgot, uh, Niners Nation. I, I think that's where uh, Tom writes. He does a show with me on Fridays. He mentioned that as an X factor. Purdy with the pump fakes is something that a lot of people that are going to be able to stop with. I think that one of the keys for their defensive line is to bat down balls is to get in front of Purdy's face, not let him step upside of the pocket. That's something that Miles Garrett said that that was the game plan of the Cleveland Browns when they played us, not letting Brock step up in the pocket, being able to get pressure with their front, uh, with their interior defensive line. And I feel as though that Brock being able to create, uh, throw a pump fakes in the pocket. And also, hey, Brock, one thing that Brock would love to see Brock do is something that he needs to kind of bring back that's already in his bag. When Brock was at Ohio, when Brock was at Iowa State, he was a notorious pump faker. He would get outside. Brock would sometimes be 10 yards down the field and get guys to still fall for pump fakes, man. So that's that's an element of the game that I really would like to see. I also believe that the QB runs early is something that the Chiefs are not going to be able to see coming or respect. The one thing that I always feel when I see Brock uh, in athletic in athletic situations during the game where he's breaking outside of the pocket and getting down the field, you can kind of feel that the team that they're playing against, they're almost a little surprised. Like they don't necessarily are, are prepared for necessarily the short area quickness of Brock, Brock's special awareness to know when to get down. And I think that it's incredibly nerve wracking and frustrating for a defense when you have to, when you got a guy who knows exactly when to get on the ground. Brock does not take a lot of punishment. Also, defense and passing bounds, eight in coverage um, with the midfield QB spy. One thing that I will say, as far as a spy is concerned, you don't want to get caught up in a spy because you want to be able to keep you want to be able to keep Patrick in the pocket in my opinion having a spy kind of loses a guy in coverage if you will I much rather try to see what we can do with our front four first right but there's other ways that you can do things with the front four now 
running yeah, with a front. They're just going to wrap up. Do you remember the last game against them? They got to him a couple times. They just couldn't wrap up. You got to wrap up. You got to go low on him. Teams that have had success have, you know, I thought Tampa in the last Super Bowl blitzed Devin White on him and, and made him look really bad a couple times because Devin White's so fast. Yeah. So Rush Mahomes with a, smaller, a Jair Brown? faster guy. Jair Brown, um, Greenlaw. Just you know who may, you know who make uh, you know who may make a resurgence this year. I mean, this game who we haven't seen all year, Isaiah Oliver. I think I think having Isaiah Oliver screaming off. I mean, you think about it. You want somebody that's big enough, but at the same time, Isaiah Oliver has almost kind of been used as what that like that dime linebacker, right? And taking Oren Burks off the field and inserting Isaiah Oliver when you want to go five down linemen, it actually does give you somebody who can really chase down the edges and help those guys if they're wrong on the outside. I like Oren Burks, right? But at the same time, I think having Oren Burks on the field is a bit of a downgrade. Now, if you put a fifth guy down, right, and you say, all right, I want to, I would like to keep Keep Oren Burke, kick Oren Burks off the field, kick Diamondo Lenore outside, then kick Ambry Thomas off the field, and then bring down Isaiah Oliver down in that uh, down in that slot spot as well. That could be something that you can do as well. So there's a lot of ways that they can play with being able to use the edges in a in a favorable way for them and to be able to get more speed on the field. I think our defense is going to look a lot more different with Jair Brown playing um, closer to the line of scrimmage as well. They need to sh- control Mahomes on the third down scrambles. If he scrambles for a bunch of first downs in this game, that's a bad, bad sign. You have to stop him on the scrambles. Tommy Huxley, use our weapons like commando. <laughs> Larry, you're going soft on me, bro. I'm feeling on, a lot Tommy. of corporate energy from you right Come now. On, What's the I'm matter? Not- Larry's walking around with its 49ers lanyard on. He's got palm trees in the background, and he's gone corporate on us, guys. I mean, he's gone corporate. I'm at the Mandalay Bay. I'm trying to. I'm at the Mandalay some, Bay. I'm, I'm at the Mandalay Bay. I'm Get out of here. Trying to, to uh, you know, relate while at the Mandalay. You know, and it's hard. It's hard. It's it. You know. I've got a 40 inch you know or 40 foot t- television in front of me. You guys are, you know <laughs> we're struggling just to stay in the stream. You're, it's like the time I, that you're taking out of your busy watching, schedule. I don't know what you're watching, but you're not watching what I'm watching. I'm I'm watching a wall-sized Devontae Adams catch passes right now. A lot of Raiders highlights on there. Um you get, look like you got an Arnold Palmer sitting next to you on a white marble coffee table. What's going on? It is a white marble coffee table, but there's no Arnold Palmer. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm Larry Kruger here for water. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, you look, look at this dude missing himself. Look hydrating. Man. <laughs> I'm hydrating. It's been a rough one, man. Can't do the road trips like I used to. All right. Um, Smack Jones says, yeah. They playing the old Super Bowl on NFL Network right uh, now. Talk about, about how PTSD, PTSD yeah. defense was hell, but glad Hill is gone. Yeah, exactly. The key mm. is block Chris Jones. Please, somebody. Um, Ricky Williams, how do you guys feel about DeMarcus? DeMarcus's comment? DeMarcus. No idea. 
Hmm. Don't, know. don't know. I need more clarification. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'll look online, Demarcus. Come Maybe Demarcus Lawrence. I don't know who are we talk about. Yeah, Demarcus, Demarcus Lawrence. Don't know, but I'd like yeah. to know. I'd like to know what he said. Get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Right, uh, Give him Mike, a what for. <laughs> yeah. Micah Cervantes says, "I bet the Chiefs fans would rather Detroit won the AFC, uh, the NFC Championship game, even though we weren't playing well." Oh yeah, nobody wants the Niners. Come on. Kids yeah, that, yeah that, that, that's the that's, that's the foul. ugly truth that nobody wants to admit. They don't want to admit they didn't want to see us. They would have much rather seen Detroit than us. Of course. <laughs> the Niners are out for blood. Everybody knows it. All right. Um, Larry Coat, Mon Green Eggcorn, just, just rolls off the tongue. Just <laughs> Larry Coach, thoughts on C.J. Stroud talking up on Purdy's body of work in front of Ryan Clark. Wake up with a tight box. Love the content. Cheers. Yeah, I saw that. Did you? <laughs> I think the tight box thing might have been from a, junk, a joke we, from earlier in the week. But, yeah, oh, I actually, I actually uh, have the uh, – I think I can probably play the – The audio? Stroud. Yeah, the C.J. Stroud was damn good. I mean, first of all, yeah. I love, love C.J. Stroud. I, you know, I do, I too. I see why – people really think he's got a bright future because he clearly does. Um, but he's just smart. And I like his thought, his thought process. Here he is right here. Let me, uh, let me share the screen and we can give Mon Green egg corn. <laughs> some, some love here. Mon Green egg corn. <laughs> <laughs> we got this may be this guy's real name bro we gotta I chill know. out I don't, I don't, what do i want who am i to judge <laughs> you're trying to make it funnier though all right here we go great throw wait hold on hold on come on back there we go uh okay here we go cj stroud ladies and gentlemen cj stroud because I, I don't like how i don't like how people do purdy i think purdy is a good player i think purdy's a hell of a player there's, I was watching a video today on the bus back uh, from practice, and it was like all his touchdown throws, and it was like uh, great throw, basic throw, and like all wide receiver. And like half of the throws were like, no, most of them were, were great throws, but some of them were like basic. There's nothing basic about being an NFL quarterback. Nothing. Like, let, like let's get one thing clear. There's nothing easy about being – like I don't care if somebody seems wide open. Like – there's a lot of operation. There's a lot of things that have to go great to get that person wide open. And you have almost everything to do with that. Of course, like other people, like OC got a call to play. You got to read the wristband, right? Like it could be one little thing that knocks off that that person isn't wide open. So like, let's, let's clear that out. Like, I don't think you can play at a high level like he is and, and just be average. Like it, that just doesn't happen. You know, like, do I think he's on a great team? Heck yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. He has a team full of dogs. That team should be, in the Super Bowl. Right. They should be where they're at. But you got to have somebody pull the trigger. Exactly. You got to be somebody that's going to lead the locker room. It's a lot of things that people don't see that I know he's in there doing because they're winning football games. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's something that I just wanted to clear, man. Like, Purdy is a dog. Like, you've seen what he did this last week. Now, do I think he's – I'm not going to say he's not top five or he is, but, like, of course, like, you put other people in that position, they're going to do well as well. But, like, you can't. You can play the what-if game all you want. Everybody can he's say what-if. He's there. He's yeah. doing it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I got so much respect for that dude. 
because I, I don't like how. So there you go. A little bit on uh, on on CJ Stroud on Purdy. What do you think, Coach? I mean, first of all, bright young guy. Um, I liked, uh, I you know, I liked the I love the way he played at the end of the year. My God, um, and not just at the end of the year, just throughout the year. I mean, he just played with tons of moxie, lots of accuracy, got better every week. I mean, they're they're coming. Their Texans are really coming, and that kid's special. But I think he also uh, said a lot of true things right there about Brock. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, I love CJ Stroud. Uh, and listening to him talk, um, how conscientious he is, uh, how he's able to frame uh, his thoughts and how he wants to speak. Um, you know, you don't get a lot of uh, you don't get a lot of communication like that out of most athletes. Uh, I like the way he explained what he meant about Brock Purdy's throws. I like the way how he explained exactly where he thinks he stands. He didn't leave any meat on the bone where he talked about uh, where you had to ask, well, does he think he's a good quarterback or not? He was very emphatic about how he felt about Brock. And he, he did it in a way where he really didn't necessarily punch down the naysayers. He just necessarily dealt with what Brock does. And that's when you know that you have somebody that you can get behind where you don't have to approach negative comments said about them. You could just simply talk about their body of work and the haters are listening. Right. You don't. I don't have to. I, they're in my peripheral. I don't have to give you direct. I don't have to give you direct attention as to something that is the truth. The truth is the truth, whether it wants to be seen or not. It can stand on its own and it doesn't have to be defended. That is the truth. So one thing that you have to understand is that. If you still think Brock is average or if you still think that this is some type of NFL farce where the kid is just completely being elevated by his teammates and the team around him, then your problem isn't with Brock Purdy. Your problem isn't with the San Francisco 49ers. Your problem is with the game of football. Because for that to be true, then you have to understand that everybody has to be in on the take, right? That means that the Lions have to be in on it. The Green Bay Packers have to be in on it. The Cowboys had to be in on it. Every team that we played for some reason acquiesced and bended the knee and looked away and swept it under the rug that for some reason we're going to be the team that just keeps the story going. And then all of a sudden the Chiefs are going to finally be the team to unveil the cloak on who Brock Purdy really is. Stop. Stop. Go touch grass. You're getting caught up in this situation and you're not understanding that a situ- that a kid could simply be what you didn't think he was. It's okay to be wrong. It's all right. It's okay. Right? But when you start virtue signaling, when you start virtue signaling as to what you think Brock should be, now you're in another category. Because football is inclusive. It's not about what you look like. It's not about where you're from. It's not about what God you pray to. It is about can you get the job done? And the kid gets the job done. So outside of that, I'll see you at work. We ain't got to be friends. Just come to work and do your job. So that's the people that I feel like have a problem with Brock is that they want they want Brock. They want Brock's greatness or they want Brock's attributes to somehow be explained to them in a way that they can understand it. But that's not anybody else's job but your own. 
It's up to you to understand why he is good as he is. And if you just want to deny and act like he's not what he's, he act like everybody else is wrong, but you're the few minorities that sees right through this kid. You're cocked. You're tilted. It's just, it, it's just one of those things. It's like the more you watch it, the more you realize this is who the kid is. And, you know, he's, he's, he's real good. Is he great? Is he Mahomes? No. Um, but you know what? He does process what he sees. And to, it's not about being Mahomes. It's about being being himself. E- well, it's about being more efficient and mistake proof than Mahomes on Sunday uh, against in the Super Bowl. And that's really what it's about. It's about playing more efficient football, taking better care of the football. I mean, there's that head to head competition. And to me, it's it's really about taking care of the football. And um, we'll see. We'll see who can do a better job of taking care of the football. Uh, between Brock Purdy and, and Patrick Mahomes, because I think both gonna offenses, see. both offenses are really good. Matthew Sanders two miles in. Now you can't. Now leave, you can't leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave, uh, Devan Davin DiBiase. Uh, think Ward will stay with Rice like he does versus DK. He may I travel. I think he will. I think he will. Um. Though I love the way Lenore's playing, James JJ says I agree with what I what I said uh, from Chase the second half. I would say here it is. We got this one from Alien D Jin. Rewatch the AFC Championship. Almost all the game changing plays were were to Kelsey or Mahomes' legs. How big a challenge will that be? Will that be for us? I mean, cover Kelsey. I mean, you know what this team's going to do. You know, if the play breaks down, he's looking for Kelsey or he's looking to run or he's looking for a big play down the field to some random, you know, MVS. But, I mean, that when when plays break down, for the most part, the, you know, Patrick Mahomes is looking to tuck it and run. So I think if you're going to send bodies at him, you got to be really decisive and you got to be in strict, you know, tight, you know, strike range and you got to hit and you got to, you know, you got to get him to the ground. Simple as that. I mean, it's otherwise he can, he can own you on third down and win the whole Super Bowl by himself. Um, beats and meets. Do you think Kyle hit up Mike McDaniel for some run strategy? I don't know. Seems like the kind of guy maybe he would. James JJ says, not only would it be agonizing, agonizing loss, but another year of dumb commercial Mahomes and Jake from State Farm. Oh, I know. Hey, hey, Larry. Larry, set the edge for me, Matt. But I just I just listened to uh, Demarcus Lawrence comments. (laughs) Um, It was on first take. It wasn't about the Niners, but they asked uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Um, why uh, he, why the Cowboys had such an early exit from the playoffs this year. And he said fatigue. He said, look, man, the legs gave out. It was a long season. You know, we got a little tired and we weren't necessarily, you know, we kind of ran out of gas. That's what he said. I, I don't know. I mean, uh- Dallas hasn't had the right ingredients. They don't run. They don't run. They have one runner, Tony Pollard. Yeah. And they don't stop the run. So if you don't stop the run, you have one runner. You're pretty easy to, def- to defend. 
Um, they have an explosive offense, but if you get ahead and, you know, you can run, Niners can run it on them. They can't run it on Niners. They pick off Prescott, who gets really impatient. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a big Dallas. I mean, they paid. Myself, they paid. Uh, they paid Zeke like he was a uh, an all time back, and he wasn't. They paid Dak like he was an all time quarterback, and he's not. Um, so they just throw money around over there. Uh, and Jerry's just meddling all the time. He's just. It's just bad. Jera, uh, Matthew Sanders, five miles done. I'm ready to set the edge, Coach. Set it, man. John Edwards, pound the Chiefs defense, pound that Chiefs D-line. CMC, Debo, Williams running all day long. Get that Chiefs defensive line sucking air in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this game's got to be physical. Chris Jones is just the greatest of all time against the Niners. Um, Demarcus Lawrence, excuse on first take, ESPN. Look at you won't you look at it, you won't be disappointed. Okay. Does that say OBJ on those little dots? Is that what that says? It looks like it says OBJ. OBJ? What does that stand for? Mm-hmm. Is that Odell Beckham? No. I hope not. Uh, different OBJ. Um, mm-hmm. all right, coach. We're gonna call it right here. We're an hour and almost an hour and a half in. Give me your final thought on the uh, on the matchup and what you think. Um, one thing that you're looking for tomorrow. One thing that I'm looking for tomorrow is I'm looking for us to assert ourselves on the ground against these guys. I want to be able to run the ball against these dudes, and I want to be able to see our defensive line get Patrick Mahomes on the ground. Those are the two things that I want to see. I want to see Patrick Mahomes bothered, rushed, and being put on the ground and quarterback hit sacks, whatever. All right. I don't want to see him walking to the sideline with his head to the side, like just chilling all game. No, he's got to feel it. You want to be the leader of this team, but we're coming after you. People do it to us. They single Brock out all the time, right? Like let's single him out. Uh, And uh, I want to see a use of the entire backfield. I'd love to see Debo uh, get the ball. Of course, CMC, um, Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason. That's what I love to see. Um, my prediction for the games I have the Niners winning. Um, I got us winning 26-22. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit of a defensive battle back and forth. And uh, points are going to be at the premium, but I think we're going to run away late. And uh, I just want us to look like ourselves. That's my thing. No falling off of a cliff. I want us to play a strong, good game and win, lose, or draw. I want to be proud of my team when this game is over. I want to be proud of what we did. All right. Um, they got to get the W here, man. They've lost two Super Bowls in a row. Uh, they were they were rolling. They had won five in a row. Now they're five and two. Mm-hmm. It should be a minimum six and one. They're going to get some payback here. I think I think they're um, I think they're going to run the ball in two backs against Kansas City on early downs. Um, and have success, and I think they're going to play action off of it. Um, they'll get Jones blocked, and the key is, is you know, can the Niners break some tackles against Bolton and, and you know, Justin Reed and Sneed? You know, can they break tackles off these guys and make some big plays? Um, I think they pro- possibly can, but um, I like the 49ers to run the ball a lot with McCaffrey, a lot with Debo, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I think the 49ers are going to, you know, if you look at, it, at some of the numbers, Coach, the, the thing that jumps out to me when I was looking at Kansas City is Kansas City, if they get to like 21, that's a key number for them. You know, they, mm-hmm. they wind up winning games a lot when they get to 21. Um, and I think the 49ers, believe it or not, you know, might be able to keep them down a little bit in this game. So, um, you know, it's not Niners get picks. Niners, you know, Niners are a little bit hard, more hard hitting. Um, I do expect Mahomes to have some success, but I would say um, I like Ford Niners 31 20. 31 20. And I think it's going to be Niners plus two on the turnover margin at the end of the game. So that's the thing. If, you know, 49ers are, are due for a good game. And on this fast surface, um, I think it highlights their weapons. I really do. Yeah. You, know, you got you got guys that can really move out there. IU could be big, Debo, McCaffrey. Those those are the three guys I would lean on in a huge, huge way. Coach, what do you got planned on Super Bowl Sunday? Were you going live? You doing stuff? Yeah, so I was going to do a little bit of a pregame, just a walkthrough. Nothing big, man. I mean, I feel like we have talked so much about this game. Like, I'm kind of talked out, to be honest with you. Um, One thing that I am going to do is I'm going to do a call-in show. We just want to hear from the fans. Like, we've been doing all of this talking. I don't feel like we've given the fans a chance to kind of talk. So I'm going to go take hand out, go run. Uh, set up something with the fans so we could just talk about the game and you know just shoot the shit. Honestly, nothing, nothing real, real serious. And then of course, uh, me and Vish will be on after the game to talk about it. And uh, after me and Vish get done or whatever, you know, I'll shoot over to you and see if you want to still talk or we'll see what we do because it's gonna be crazy. What are your plans? We're we're gonna be um, Kev bringing Kev back to um, to school and then. Headed back home and we'll, we'll watch the game with my uh, my two younger boys and my wife at at home. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, good stream. Thanks to Pig and a Pickle. They're the uh, title sponsor of the Krug Show. Check them out in Corte Madera or in Emeryville. Also, thanks to our Vegas sponsors, Sharp Corners Sports Cards and Collectibles, located in the uh, Pacific Grove area. In Monterey, give Anthony Catania a call. He's at 831-521-5264. And also ValleyHillRoofing.net. They're at 209-481-6851. They're a Go Green Roofing Contractor. And uh, call them for a free consultation. And thanks to both of them for uh, sponsoring the Krug Show. Uh, Coach, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Go Niners. And uh, I'm I'm really hoping they get this done. We got to pull um, this one out, Larry. Yeah, th- this is the one of the biggest games. This is one of the biggest games in in the history of the franchise. Um, Super Bowls always are defining. Shanahan has he has that moniker of the best coach to never win a Super Bowl. Does he get that you know off his back, or does all of a sudden you know it's it's you know Shanahan people with lots of off-season Shanahan doubt. Yeah. I mean, right now, there's so much on the line for legacy, for status, stature, um, validation, where you stand in your career. Uh, Not a lot's going to change in these guys' purses. 
right? Uh, not a lot's going to change with the organization, but um, if we don't pull this one out, you know, we're like, I mean, I gotta, I gotta piggyback off Grant. We're just going to get the golf clap during halftimes. That's it. Like these teams will be special to us. They will not be put in their rightful position where they should be. These teams that we have had with Kyle Shanahan and even in 2012, man, those teams, it is a shame that those teams didn't get immortalized with championships. It's a shame because that's the name of the game. You got to win it to be remembered. That's it. And if you don't win it, you ain't going to be remembered. That's it. So this is about legacy. They got to win it. No doubt. All right, man. Hey, have a great rest of your Saturday. We appreciate you. Always, man. Love you, Larry. Thanks, man. All right. Hey, everybody. Peace. Have a great rest of your weekend. Go Niners. Yeah, never met a man I've been scared of Careful, you won't get exactly what you asked for Careful, whatever you bring me, get in